0: Let's talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, hockey, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all the action. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple, each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. Now that you know how to play, Download the DraftKings app and sign up using promo code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code THPN only at DraftKings. Minimum $5. Deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron. And veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron.
2: Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Tuesday, March the 2nd. It's Ian Cameron, it's Alex B. Smith. We're here to break down the Tuesday NHL card. Eight games on tap. Uh, For me, looking to bounce back a little after last night, not the greatest of betting slates for me. However, not all bad news. The best bet came in with Colorado and San Jose uh, over the total, but to the shock of a few people, uh, San Jose doing the bulk of the scoring last night in an impressive 6-2 to victory uh, over the Colorado Avalanche. And props to our fellow colleague, Jimmy Murphy, who may be joining us later uh, in the show today. Uh, he said that line smelled fishy. It didn't look right. It didn't feel right in his in, in his in his stomach. Fe- looking at that line and all the money coming in on Colorado, he said, "Could it be maybe one of those nights where you look back at the score and here's San Jose up by a couple of goals?" And that's pretty much exactly what happened. But uh, just briefly touching on last night's games, a couple of crazy overtime finishes. I was on the losing end of two overtime losses, but hey. That's why you can't beat yourself up when you lose those kind of games. You know, They're coin flips once they get into overtime. Sometimes they're going to go your way, and sometimes they're not. And in the case of Florida, didn't happen. And then, of course, the Minnesota Wild. I mean, here's uh, Alex and I singing the praises of the Wild on Twitter when they had that, that second-period explosion to go up 4-2 to two, uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. And, and all of a sudden, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, with a great third-period rally, down 4-2, tie the game, Heartbreak for Minnesota because there were a couple shots at the empty net they had when they were up 4-3 trying to put that game away. Uh, Vegas ends up tying it. Alex Tuck with a five-point night for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, and then they get the overtime win uh, courtesy of Max Pacioretty, who had a heck of a game as well uh, for the Golden Knights. But uh, learning experience for the Minnesota Wild. I don't think you want to overreact and say, oh, Minnesota, same old wild garbage team. No, I mean, it's, you know they lost to a very good hockey team and a very resilient hockey team and a Golden Knights team that's come back on a lot of teams uh, in the past on home ice at T-Mobile. What can you say about the Leafs? I mean, unbelievable. Michael Hutchinson puts up the old Tim Horton uh, on the Edmonton Oilers, as in a donut uh, on the board uh, against the Edmonton Oilers in a 4 nothing uh, shutout win. Uh, I thought Saturday was impressive, and the Leafs said, you know, hold, my, hold our beer. You know, we'll show you something even more impressive tonight. We'll shut out Edmonton again, second straight time on the road, and we'll do it with Michael Hutchinson in net this time. So unbelievable stuff from the Leafs who have clearly just pulling away from the rest of the pack in the North Division uh, at an impressive pace. So those are some of the results that stuck out. Florida Carolina, like I said, was a great game. I'd love to see the playoff series between them. Every game has been very competitive with the Panthers and Hurricanes uh so that was interesting last night so a lot of interesting games on the board uh alex some thoughts and takeaways from uh, monday night's action
1: yeah like i said that the wild vegas game i mean it lived up to the hype as the game of the night for sure uh he said it's an unfortunate loss for you know the wild you know, blow that 4-2 lead and end up losing an over that's the first overtime loss by the way they were 6-0 going in that meeting in in ot uh but i think that's going to be a matchup we're going to see you know Hell, we might see it in, in the playoffs potentially if the wild can keep this thing going. And, you know, like I said, we were singing their praises, and, and like I said, you can't be discouraged by that kind of loss. You like said you got to build from those kind of losses. Uh, it's funny, I think back about, you know, in 2010 with the Blackhawks, one of their defining losses was blowing a four goal lead. I was in attendance, it was right down the street here against the wild uh, and losing that game in overtime. And, you know, that was kind of a, a rally of sorts. It was, it was around this time of year, if I'm not mistaken, as well. And they end up, You know, pulling, of course, all the way to to winning a championship. So sometimes you can learn from some losses. And I think that's the one you got to kind of look at with this wild team. You know, they had the great win streak, but, you know, learn from those mistakes. You know, remember, you got to still play a full 60 minute game. We've seen this now two times in a row where they've gone overtime, you know, blowing a lead. So uh, that's the one thing they've got to fix, but everything else is going well for them. Uh, Another, you know, shocking thing is to see this Calgary team getting blown out again by Ottawa, losing five to one. They're just an absolute mess right now. And, you know, and this is, like you said, we're at the halfway point of the season. So you're hearing teams rumbling about making moves. I think Calgary might might be time for them to blow this up a little bit and, uh, you know, maybe sell off some pieces, try to, you know, rebuild and reload for next year and, and moving forward. And the same thing goes with Buffalo, too, as we'll talk about in a few minutes with, uh, you know, rumblings and talks about this and Taylor Hall is going to be out of town. Uh, obviously, we have issues with Eichel. Could he be moved as well? It seems like, uh, all hell has kind of broken loose in Buffalo, so those are things you got to look for now. But You know where these teams are trending up and down, and uh, you know see what the future holds for them in the next week or so.
2: Yeah, I mean Calgary's got some decisions to make. Brad Tree Living's got some tough decisions to make. But here's his problem: you know, even if you want to trade Gaudreau, if you want to trade Monahan, if you want to trade, you know, one of your back end pieces, even Mark Giordano, you know. But the problem is. That's like, you know, trying to trade someone a 2008 Ford POS right now as in piece of shit, you know, unfortunately it's lost a lot of its value. And that's the problem. You know, Gaudreau 2 years ago was just the, the talk of the NHL for a period of time. Gaudreau now, bad year last year, had a really good start this season but he's dropped off all of a sudden, you know, the last few weeks. Same with Monaghan. And that's and, and Giordano's at in the midst of a pretty tough season by his standards and he's now a guy that's older. Um, it, it's just a situation where, you know, if you want to trade these guys, you're just not going to get the value for them that maybe you would have gotten prior to last season or two years ago. And, uh, but that's the tough decisions you got to make. You know, it's uh, as Brian Burke always says, same thing with trying to trade the distressed asset. You know, that's a term that he uses. It's what he was talking about with uh, Dubois. And that's what he was talking about with Lion and that Winnipeg Columbus trade. You're not going to get quite as much back for a disgruntled player. You know, even Jack Eichel, you know, if somehow there's a trade with the Buffalo Sabres involving him, he's disgruntled. You're not good. GMs know that GMs know that he's not happy and they know you're peddling the guy. And so not going to get the same return in, in that circumstance. So it's all about timing as much as anything with these trades for general managers. It's not so much who you always, who you trade. It's when you pull the trigger on that trade as well. But yeah, Calgary is going to have some tough decisions to make because you know, this is now a road trip where they lose two or three to Ottawa. They split with Toronto, and only because David Riddick stood on his head in both of those games, you know, it's it, it's looking like a team that's got an uphill battle uh, ahead of them right now. Uh, yeah, the Canucks shutting out the Jets was stunning last night, no question, and they're playing each other tonight. Uh, we'll be talking about that game, but, uh, yeah, Winnipeg flat as a pancake. Paul Maurice said it. Paul Maurice one of the best coaches to listen to in a post-game press conference. He gives you a lot, gives you good sound bites, good info. And he said that. We didn't generate much offensively. And he says there's ways we can be better at that. We'll see if they can turn those words into action tonight as they'll get another crack at the Vancouver Canucks. So with that in mind, let's turn our attention to Tuesday's card. We'll start with the Buffalo Sabres and the New York Rangers. Uh, The Rangers minus 145. Home favorites, total 5.5, shaded to the under uh, in this hockey game. Uh, The Buffalo Sabres just spiraling uh, downward out of control. Five-on-five offense is non-existent you pretty much have hit rock bottom when, you know, you end up uh, losing back-to-back home games against the Flyers but get shut out uh, in both games. Uh, Again, if they don't score on the power play, the Buffalo Sabres, they don't score at all. I mean, the five-on-five offense has been a problem all season long. If they're not getting Reinhardt and Eichel and Hall and Olofsson and that power play to work, then it becomes a a real chore for the Buffalo Sabres to try to uh, put the puck in the net Uh, Jack Eichel's effort is being questioned a little bit. I saw a couple of glimpses where away from the puck defensively and a a chance to tie up his man in front of the net in those games against the the Sunday game when he did play. He didn't play Saturday, he played Sunday, and he didn't. He let his check go for a wide open chance. And one one of those Philly goals on Sunday was a direct result of Jack Eichel not doing a good enough job as awareness defensively. Uh, in his own zone. And that's the kind of stuff you do. That's the kind of stuff you do when you're sort of mentally not checked in. And he's now been in this organization for years. They've just not made any sort of progress forward. And when it's just the losses pile up and you've tried in the past to do everything you can to help this team win hockey games, and you're not seeing the results and you're not seeing everybody else chip in and do their share either. And things aren't going well. It really makes your effort wane and, and it takes, and it makes you maybe not, try as hard in certain situations and maybe not give that extra 110% that you need. So, you know, it's a difficult team to trust right now and an even more difficult team to put your money on right now, this Buffalo team. New York Rangers, they had the uh, big win over Boston in the first of the two meetings against the Bruins, uh, but the Bruins got them back uh, pretty decisively in the rematch on Sunday afternoon. Nevertheless, there is some glimpses of hope for the Rangers, you know, in what we've seen uh, in the last few games. Uh, and and they're definitely a team that I think at least is still going out there and thinking, hey, we're, we're going to try to at least make a push. It hasn't been the greatest of the season so far. But I think I'm getting a team that's at least a little bit putting pushing in the same direction, rowing the boat in the same direction, more than I'm getting it from this Buffalo team right now. So, yeah, the price is not... Exactly a bargain here, but I did lay the buck 45 price here with the New York Rangers. I think Buffalo, you know, faded them twice on the weekend. I'm going to go back to the well one more time here. Just not a team I'm interested in supporting right now. It's just bad on the ice. It's pretty uh, bad off the ice as well uh, with the Sabres. Alex, what do you think here? Rangers, Sabres.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is a a Rangers, a, a Sabres team. I'm looking to pretty much almost auto fade at this point. But this is a Rangers team that I'm not really comfortable backing right now as well. Like I said, they've been a bit up and down. Uh, and this is a Sabres team. Like I said, they feel like they could turn things around against the team that's not uh, uh you know one of the stronger p- opponents. They could find a you know a goal early uh, and maybe rattle this. Uh, Rangers team and kind of coast to a victory. So I would be looking probably at the under here, uh potentially. I can see it's maybe being a, a slow plotting game. Uh, like I said, we know we you know how we can't trust Buffalo's offense uh most of the time. the thing you worry about here now is with their goaltending. Uh obviously, you know, having the issue with, with Allmark. Could they be a team that just starts letting up four or five goals every night? Uh, that remains to be seen. But uh, like I said the Rangers still trying to figure out their things offensively. So I wouldn't be shocked to see a two one final, three two final. So I'd go with the under in this. Yeah, Buffalo's trended under because they can't
2: score. Both of the games with the Flyers stayed under the total. Obviously, they got shut out. The Rangers have been a surprising under team throughout much of the season so far as well. So uh, definitely an under lean for me as well. That makes sense. Uh, Probably has a chance to be lower scoring. You're right, though. The one concern is what if we see Carter Hutton tonight, which is probably a very likely chance we do. They split between Hutton and Jonas Johansson uh, on the weekend against the Flyers. But I would think they go back to the veteran Carter Hutton tonight, and he's not exactly a goalie. Uh, that's played well uh, this season or last season, for that matter. Uh, we welcome in our fellow ice guy and our fellow colleague, Jimmy Murphy. Jimmy, welcome in. What do you think of your Buffalo and the Rangers?
3: Well, guys, I'm I'm kind of with Alex on this. I mean, uh, it just it, like you said, you can't really back the, the Sabres right now, and the Rangers uh, came back down to earth in that Bruins game. So I think you guys made great points there. Uh, the goaltending worries me a bit. In terms of taking the under, I would think under too, just the way these teams have failed to score a lot on a consistent basis. Um, so I'm going to stay away from both the total and the side. I am going to do a player prop though, and I want to make sure he's playing. You guys may be able to confirm it for me. I apologize for not checking, but Jack Eichel is in today, right?
2: Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take a look. I believe so. He played Sunday. Uh, I don't see any indication of him being out right now. Let me just yeah. check my late. Yeah, okay. he looks like, like he's in. He's going to center the top line with Olofsson and Reinhardt.
3: Looks like he's. Good okay. To go. I know he had a nagging injury that kept him out. I don't know if it came back or not. So I would take Jack Eichel just for fun. And I think it'd be a, an interesting uh, prop here to score two goals. Uh, I, I think that he's got two or more goals. I think he's going to go in there right now and he's going to want to impress his future employers in the New York Rangers.
2: There you go. Future employers and the uh, New York Rangers. They're a little foreshadowing of maybe something uh, down the road, potentially in the trademark. Yeah. So uh, good stuff from, uh, he knows Jimmy they're looking Mercer. at him. So
3: he's going to go in there and he's going to try and light it up. And I know that just knowing people that know him, he loves going into MSG and playing. So I see a big game for him tonight.
1: Yeah,
2: Jimmy's got his ears to the, uh, uh, to out uh, there at the, uh, the, grindstone. Inside, the information. Yes, that's it. That's, the nose, that's <laughs> the nose to the grindstone. But yeah, he's got, he's got the you eyes and that. ears. Right. It is going on the the yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, you know what I mean? He's got his eyes and ears in the NHL in terms of what could be going on with, you know, the front office moves, all kinds of stuff. So that's why Jimmy's uh, information in that area is invaluable. That's why he's, you know, that's why we love him on this show. He gives you that perspective and nice. yeah, definitely the Rangers uh, giving Uh, would certainly uh, be looking at at Jack Eichel potentially down the road. And yeah, uh, definitely could see that factor into maybe a a good performance tonight for Michael uh, in this. Hopefully not too good though, because I like the Rangers to uh, win the game here. We've got Philly (laughs) and Pittsburgh. Uh, Philly minus 125, road favorites, total six. Now this opened Pittsburgh as a home favorite, minus 115. It's now uh, a a flip of favorites now with the Flyers, minus 125, road shock. Sidney Crosby on the COVID-19 protocol list is the big, reason why Uh, he is out. Here's the problem though. And I say this in NBA and NHL first game without the key player. You know what you get? You get everybody pulling it up, up the bootstraps, playing hard, doing their part. We can win without, you know, whoever look what the Leafs have done in two games without Austin Matthews against the Edmonton Oilers. So it's not like that automatic. Whoa. Flyers going to win tonight. Let's go and lay a worse price. Now on the Philadelphia Flyers at minus minus one twenty-five just because Sidney Crosby's out. So you got to be careful with that. You know, Pittsburgh still got, you know, a lot of players that are capable offensively for them. They're going to have that mindset where, all right, captain's out Sidney Crosby, but we got to show everybody what we can do without him. And the set, the other thing that I think of coming into this game is the fact that the Penguins got their doors blown off and quite frankly, embarrassed by the Flyers when they played them earlier this season, uh, against the, uh, against them in the first uh, week of the season, first couple of games and Pittsburgh just got ambushed by this Philadelphia team. So I think you get a good effort from Pittsburgh here, bounce back effort. They lost to the Islanders, got shut out by Ilya Sorokin and the Islanders on Sunday afternoon. Um, I don't want to lay this price with Philly. I'm not taking Pittsburgh, but I do lean in that direction. I like these angles in the NHL and the NBA, especially with decent teams where they have the key player out, one of their best players, if not their best player, they often show up. They often, everybody does a little bit more plays a little bit harder, Problem is, though, I do like the way Philly's playing. They're, they've got everybody healthy. Giroux is back. Voracek is back. Scott Lawton is back. And now they're going to have the one guy that was still out back tonight as well uh, for the Flyers. Travis Konechny was the one guy that was still out, and it looks like he's going to return for the Flyers tonight uh, in this game. So, And they're playing good. Uh, they obviously took care of Buffalo. They beat the Rangers before that. Can't say greatest of competition, but nevertheless, three wins in a row for the Flyers. So for me, it's a pass. It's just buyer beware if you're going to lay a worse price with the Flyers just thinking Crosby's out Philly's got this one doesn't always work that way. Alex, what do you think here for Penguins hosting the Flyers?
1: Yeah, of, of all the superstars in the NHL, you know, one to not be worried about being out of the lineup is Sidney Crosby because we've seen him time after time have to miss games due to different injuries over the course of his career, uh, you know. Like I say I think it's only been maybe two of the last 5 or 6 seasons where he's played uh, you know, 80 to 82 games. Usually, he's you know missed sometimes. So this is a team that can you know they're not as loaded as you know years previous, obviously, but they still have enough talent where they can play without him. Uh, you know, Brian Rust is a guy that I like uh, possibly look at maybe getting the uh, goal tonight. He's got the most shots on the team. He's got 71 shots on goal, uh, and obviously he's going to get you know more off the time without uh, Crosby in the lineup. I also like this game over six. Uh, you know, both goalies are a bit shaky. Carter Hart hasn't been, you know, the absolute shutdown goaltender that we, you know, saw in previous years. He did have to shut out that was against Buffalo, I uh, made twenty eight saves in his last game, but he's six three and three, he got a save percentage below ninety percent. And of course, Tristan Jari, uh, even though he does play better at home than on the road, but he's just struggled uh mightily throughout the year. So I could definitely see this one going over six. Uh, I think he'd be laying about a dollar fifteen, dollar twenty in that range. But Uh, As far as the side, I'm going to just stay away from it because because Philly's playing well, but Pittsburgh could really try to step up here without Crosby.
2: Yeah, I I might add that over. Over makes sense because you look at series history as well, Flyers and Penguins, a lot of penalties, a lot of animosity, a lot of goals. It's been heavily an over the total head-to-head series uh, between these two teams. Uh, I could see that happening even without Crosby. Pittsburgh will step up offensively. And remember, Philly played some really poor offensive teams lately. Rangers have struggled offensively. Buffalo can't put the puck in the ocean right now. So how much can you put stock into that Philly defensive performance over the weekend? They'll have to play better defensively now. This team can put uh, score goals a little bit more, this Pittsburgh team. So I'm kind of with you there on the over. Jimmy, what do you think here at Keystone State Battle? Got
3: to do it once a show. Uh, I like the over I like the over two guys I mean a great point but they always these teams always go at it and it's kind of like the Penguins and Capitals too tend to go over so I'll make that an official play but I'm also going to do another goal prop and uh, y- you know you mentioned it, uh, the Patrick Ewing theory there uh, when you have one of your stars out you know the team the sum of the parts steps up but the thing with the Penguins is if he'll, if he'll ever show up and I think he will tonight they've got another superstar that can carry them and that's obviously Malkin there guys he's due and every time that Crosby's been out He always seems to step up. It's almost like he plays better with Crosby out. It may sound crazy, but it it does seem that way recently. So give me a two or more goals on him there. That's at plus 1,100 I'm looking at right now at Bovada. And that Eichel, by the way, is at plus 900 to score two or more. So uh, that will be my second goal prop.
2: Yeah, Jimmy Puck line is Jimmy big score line right now is what he's (laughs) looking for. Big score here tonight with Jack Eichel, two or more goals, and now Evgeny Malkin. Uh, two or more goals as well. It's not going to take much for Evgeny Malkin to play better than he did Sunday against the Islanders. That was a dog of an effort from him yeah. in that 2-0 loss. To the, like, I saw that game. He was just not generating much. He was lazy on the back check a couple of times, which sometimes does happen with him. Uh, but now with Crosby out, there is some truth to that, that we actually have seen some better individual performances from Evgeny Malkin when number 87 hasn't been on the ice. So we'll see if that keeps up here tonight. Ottawa-Montreal, Uh, The Montreal Canadiens, 0-2 in the Dominic Ducharme era and laying minus 250 here on home ice against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, The total 6.5 shaded to the under in this game. Um, You know, for Montreal, 0-2, but be careful about reading too much into the record. They played really well against Winnipeg on Saturday, even though they lost that game. They had the edge in territorial play. They had the edge in expected goal margin, high danger chances shots on goal. Like they really controlled the game most of the way, but Connor Hellebuck was outstanding and Winnipeg capitalized on more of their chances than Montreal did. Jake Allen was also very good in that excellent in that and give, gave the Habs a chance to win, even though they fell uh, in that game uh, to the Winnipeg jets, but not good enough to uh, give him a second start. Apparently in Dominic Ducharme's eyes, as it's back to Carey price tonight for the Montreal Canadians. I don't get it. I don't understand it, but Hey, uh, we got to try to give this guy uh, the chance to work out of his funk, work out of his doldrums, get back on track. Well, well, if the losses keep piling up, what good is it, you know? And at some point, you've got to get a, a win on the board with Carey Price in net and stopping pucks. He should stop enough with this five-hole special. Okay, mm. that's not Carey Price goaltending at his best, and he's done this now multiple games that he's been in net. You know, it's the the, the five-hole special can't happen. The DQ softies. Got to stop with that. You need a good performance now from him tonight. Here's his chance. Here's his chance because this can't be set up any better for the Montreal Canadiens. They return home. They've actually had a couple days off. They get their first practice sessions since Dominic Ducharme has been the uh, the head coach. Uh, Alex Burrow now the assistant working on the power play uh, for this team. And you've got Ottawa on the second night of back-to-back games. This couldn't work out better Schedule-y, scheduling-wise and situationally for the Habs. Can they take advantage of it? Here's the way I'm betting this game, guys. I want no part of wondering or thinking about and having a bet on Montreal from a side perspective, like a money line or reg line or puck line with Carey Price in net. I can't do it because he's given up five goals or more in the majority of his starts. I need to see him show up, get the job done before I can trust that. So I'm taking – Ottawa offensively and what they might or may not do in this game out of the bet, out of the equation. I'm focusing on Montreal and the fact I think they can get their offense going tonight. You know, they had 40 shots against Winnipeg. Ottawa's still struggling a bit defensively. Matt Murray played last night in that great 5 1 win against Calgary, but it looks like they might have to turn for the first time to Joey Decord who would become the uh, goalie tonight for the Ottawa Senators. And they say there was a chance, uh, TJ Smith was saying this, that they might give him one of these two games Monday, Tuesday. And obviously with Murray last night, you would think Decord tonight. And look, Montreal in the game against uh, Winnipeg. Let me bring up these numbers. 12-8, high danger edge. 11-6, high danger edge, even in the game before that. And the expected goal margin 2.65 to 1.11 in the Saturday game. That's a decisive edge, even though they lost 2-1. to one. And 2.01 to 1.83 in the game before that against Winnipeg, which they lost 6-3. to three. So the chances are there. The opportunities are there. The pucks didn't necessarily always go in. I think they might go in tonight. A tired Ottawa team, still a suspect defensive team. And if Joey Decord, a young goalie's in net. So I like Montreal team total, uh, over 3.5 here, minus one fifty. And I also like first period puck line on Montreal here, Lay in the half goal. It's about plus one fifteen. I think they come out strong early, jump on Ottawa early, and I think they get four goals in this game minimum. So team total over and the first period puck line for the Habs for me, Alex. Uh, what about you here with uh, Ottawa Montreal?
1: Yeah, it would be a lean for me with that Ottawa or the uh, sorry the uh, Montreal team total. Like I said, it makes perfect sense, and that's a great way to attack a high favorite, like you said, you're not going to get any value with regulation or even a puck line in this spot. So, uh, you know, and and this obviously doesn't seem like it would be a game where, you know, Price is going to stand on his head and win two to nothing. Uh, you know, I, you Montreal know, Montreal's going to have to get to my offense going and Ottawa's defense, like I said, still suspect, even though they've won, uh, you know, for the last five games, they're playing you know, the best hockey they've played all season. But uh, like I said, with the quarter net, which I have is a, a fairly big drop off from him to Murray, uh, even though Murray has been at, at his best all year, uh, I definitely see where, you know, the Habs should get things rolling offensively. So it's just a lean for the team total. not an official play. All right, Montreal team total lean over for uh,
2: Alex just to lean on that. Jimmy, what do you think here sends Habs?
3: Well, first off, I want to tell you guys, I, mean, I hope Joey Decord is starting. He's actually one, uh, one of my buddies. That's his son. Uh, he's actually Brian Decord, who's a goaltender coach with the Arizona Coyotes, worked with the Leafs and the Bruins in the past. So that's his kid there, and I've seen him play growing up. It's pretty cool to see him in the NHL now. But uh, you know what? I mean, you got to think Price is going to answer the bell sooner or later. And I know I've been hard on him, but there's got to be that one game coming, right, where it's just he's going to be lights out in a zone, and maybe it's tonight. You know, you you mentioned the timing of the game is in favor of the Canadians and for him. Uh, They get a tired Ottawa club. Uh, You know what? Give me the under in this. I don't want to go anywhere near the value uh, for a while right now until the Canadians prove themselves. So I'm not going to go near the side with the Canadians taking them, but give me the under in this, the under six, six and a half.
2: All right, Jimmy, like an under six and a half here. Uh, minus, uh, looks like it's minus 115 with the Habs and the Sens. Uh, yeah uh carry price is the x factor that that's got if it's going to go under he's got to play well because I think mm-hmm. Montreal can score but if, if it's going to stay under what can he do against Ottawa and that's exactly why I like the team total I don't want to have to worry or fret or what if Kerry price is just bad again and then I don't have to worry about that with the team yeah. total on Montreal as you, you long as Montreal that, plays their part offensively I'm fine
3: yeah you got to think too I mean now it's what, what are we going in fourth game here with Ducharme and with the new coach? And, you know, you've seen them, you mentioned it, they're getting better chances. They definitely play better defensively in that last game uh, that they, even though they lost, but they definitely bought into the system. They were definitely, you know, suffocating the jets players a lot in the neutral zone there. So you got to think that's starting to trend in a bit to their game. And so that's why I'm thinking maybe we see less goals as we go forward here with some Canadians games. And, you know, hopefully for Canadians fans uh, as price, starts to find himself again but I mean if he doesn't do it tonight you have to just tell him to go home you have to right now it's reached that point if he can't beat the Ottawa Senators again here he loses to them again he lets in softies you make up an injury and you tell him to go home and reset because he's hurting the team I would have gone with Allen tonight if I was Ducharme but I'm you know I'm not an NHL coach so
2: that's right I would have too but yeah we're not the coach. Uh, we're not. Unfortunately, we we don't get the uh, we're not in charge of making those decisions. And yeah, Dairy Queen's for ice cream, Carrie P- Price, not for letting in bad goals. All right. It's time. You're right. In been. In Montreal,
3: man, it's the Orange Julep. They don't have Dairy Queen up there, but they got this place called Orange Julep. It, it's, it's awesome. So you can get great yeah. ice cream and really good hot dogs and really good poutine.
2: There you go. A recommendation if you're ever at the Centre Bell, Lavelle in a Montreal for a Habs, a home game. Check uh, that place out. But here's my goal-scoring prop of the night with value. This is unbelievable. This guy's getting this price. He's only scored in six straight games for the Ottawa Senators. It's Drake Batherson. He's plus 400 to score a goal tonight, and he's scored in six straight games for the Ottawa Senators. That's that's a bet for me, plain and simple, and I'll, I'll make sure I put that on my card tonight. Have to. He scored in six straight games. He got on the board again wow. last night against Calgary, plus 400. That's a must.
3: Get me I mean, on that, too. Get me on there, yeah. Tooie.
2: <laughs> there you go. Drake Batherson, plus 400. Uh, yeah. Anytime goal score for the Ottawa Senators. Like I say, six straight games with a goal for him uh, for the you Ottawa guys Senators.
3: He's great. He's like, I yeah, don't, I did. I don't that know what the hell's good. going on. I'm just going with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, that that that's
2: being cool. modest. I like that. Yeah, no, but
3: he's, he's cool. it's cool. You know, he seems like a good kid. I mean, he's probably just in his zone right now, you know, and riding. It. It's great to see.
2: He is, and that's what you like. You like the, you know, Frank for Toronto in Florida. We talked about him yesterday. He's oh, in his yeah. zone as well for the uh, Florida Panthers. So keep an eye on this. These guys yep. that are maybe not your superstars, that are your down the down the depth chart on the forward group players, mm-hmm. but they suddenly catch fire, and you can get really great plus prices to, on them to score goals in the player prop market. And you can get that for sure right now uh, with Drake Bafferson. See, it's plus 215 in some places, but the I'm looking at uh, Bet365, other places, they've got them as high as plus 400. So it's a it, – Yeah, lot is 400.
1: Yeah, I out. see a couple yeah. spots with 400 as well. So
2: Yeah, definitely shop around with that, no question, to see if we get the best price you can. Uh, Detroit-Columbus, we've got Columbus minus 185 home favorites, total five and a half shaded to the under. It's a pass for me. I'll be, keep it brief on this game columbus I'm, I'm 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 taking a step back from backing them at least for a little bit uh this is certainly the game that you would think hey it's detroit it's at home detroit just got completely taken apart by the chicago blackhawks and sunday's game where pat kane scored his 400th goal uh, in his nhl career uh so this is a this should be a spot where columbus gets back in the win column but the value, no, not minus 180. Even the regulation price isn't all that great. So for me, it's a pass on this game. I think Columbus wins, but not seeing the value. And I'm not going back to the well with a team now. I've lost three times in a row betting on. So pass for me. Alex, how about you, Wings Jackets?
1: The lean of the over. He uh, like you said, you know, Detroit gave up, you know, goals and bunches in that game against the Hawks on Sunday. Uh, you know, we've seen Columbus uh, pick up things offensively, but they've been let, letting in some bad goals as well. Uh, He says, can't touch the side here. Columbus is 12 and two last 14 meetings uh, against Detroit. And he says, this is a wings team. You just don't really want to back the way that they played uh, off the weekend. So uh, five and a half. I I think we could see this one go over and getting a a decent plus price with it too. Last two times these teams played, it was a three, two final could have easily gone over uh, that five and a half mark. So that's what I'll lean with in this one. Yeah, it
2: hasn't been a great year for Jonas Corpusalo. 3.27 goals against, 8.94 save percentage. Thomas Grice, 1-14, 3.46 goals against, 8.82 save percentage. At a little bit of a uh, – bo- the frustrations boiled over for him at the end of that game against Chicago. Uh, does uh, Jeff Blasio go back to him, or does he go to Bernier? Bernier's actually got the better numbers slightly than, uh, than Thomas Grice this year. So unconfirmed who's in net as of right now for Detroit. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think about this one here, Detroit-Columbus?
3: Well, I think, you know, it, it, did John Tortorella just get the kiss of death or was that an actual backing? Uh, you know, it, the ownership came out and backed them up, and the GM uh, backed Tortorella up. So maybe this frees a little weight off the Blue Jackets right now. Maybe hearing that and seeing that uh, takes some weight off them. So maybe they go out and they get it done today. So I'm going to I'm gonna actually do a Jimmy Puck line on this one. They, they played well against Detroit, so – Give me the uh, the puck line here, minus one and a half. I'm seeing it at plus 140.
2: Yep, plus 140. Jackets puck line, minus one and a half. Got to have one puck line on the card when it comes to Jimmy, and there it is, (laughs) first one of this Tuesday slate. Jackets puck line, laying the goal and a half. Uh, Vancouver and Winnipeg. Winnipeg, minus 115 to minus 120. Home favorites, total six, shaded to the over. Um, Look, give the Vancouver Canucks credit. Uh, They just came out storming against Winnipeg. Uh, last night got the wow. quick two goals early in that game, three, nothing at the end of the first period. And that's exactly how the game finished actually. Uh, and so uh, Vancouver with the nice win, actually they added one late four, nothing win uh, against the uh, Winnipeg jets uh, last night. Um, so a very nice win for w- Vancouver that nice. They got their win. I think Winnipeg and Paul Maurice said it. We didn't have our legs going. We didn't, or we didn't have, we weren't moving our feet. We weren't winning battles. We weren't winning puck races. We couldn't generate anything we've got to work harder at finding ways to generate offense. To be honest with you, they didn't generate much against Montreal on Saturday either. They only eked out a two to one win. They got badly outshot. They only had 21 shots on goal in that victory against Montreal. So the focus for Winnipeg coming into tonight is getting that offense going again, getting a little bit more from your uh, top players. I think you're going to see that tonight from Winnipeg. And I think I've talked about on the show with you guys before, Winnipeg off a loss. Just a tremendous track record, 7-0 and this season off a loss. They have yet to lose back-to-back games. I know it's going to be Connor hellebuck rested tonight and Laurent Brosois, and I got no problem with that. Hell, Laurent Brosois already shut out Vancouver uh, earlier this season uh, in Vancouver. His numbers are good. He's played well when he's been in there this season for the Jets in spot duty. I think he'll be fine tonight. It's now a cheaper price with Winnipeg tonight than what you got last night and what I think is a bounce back spot for the superior hockey team, which to me is still Winnipeg, a cheaper price. I think they bring it tonight. They've yet to lose two in a row. When's the last time Vancouver's won two in a row? So put it all together. I'm on the jets here. Good spot. Great price. Minus 115 to minus 120. Uh, Alex, what about you here? Vancouver, Winnipeg.
1: Yeah, I like the Jets here, too. Like I said, uh, Laurent Boursois, his numbers have been good this year. He's also 3-0 and in his career against Vancouver. Like I said, I had to shut out uh, in his last meeting against them. Uh, and, and this is a Jets team that has, mo- for the most part, dominated Vancouver. Like I said, that was just kind of a, a bit of an aberration, I think, in my part that they lost yesterday. And, uh, you know, I, I really like them in the spot. Like I said, this Vancouver team is just absolutely a, a mess right now still. You know, they'll string together a win, but they can't, you know, two, three, four wins is just something they have not been able to do. Uh, and I don't see them doing that here tonight. So I'll take Winnipeg. He said minus $1.15, $1.20. All right. Also uh, Winnipeg for Alex. And yeah, uh, Winnipeg, by the way, has the better
2: back-to-back numbers as well in terms of uh, on the second night of back-to-back games. They're 2-1. and one. I believe Vancouver's just 1-2. and two. And Winnipeg's actually 2-0 and oh in games after a loss when playing on the second night of back-to-back games, which is the uh, role for them here tonight in this game. Uh, Jimmy, what's your thoughts here Canucks and Jets?
3: My thoughts here, guys, uh, I'll tell you, I think it's going to be a much closer game. As you pointed out, great bounce-back capability of the Winnipeg Jets, so I think they come back and fight hard. But I I don't think Vancouver is going to just roll over here, so I'm seeing a real tight game that goes extra time here. So give me the draw in this game, guys.
2: And if you'll remember, uh, Jimmy had a nice call with the draw in Minnesota-Vegas. Last night, that game uh, went to overtime. Uh, that was a plus 340 price on that. Uh, he likes the draw here, Vancouver Winnipeg, which is plus 350, even bigger price uh, with the Canucks and Jets draw option. So uh we'll see if Jimmy can, uh, uh, if Lightning can strike twice here uh, with uh, uh, another game to go to overtime with the uh, Canucks and the Jets, like his uh, call to go with the draw in the uh, Wild and Golden Knights game uh, last night. Which was Islanders and Devils. Yeah, that was an excellent hockey game. It was. It was. I wish it was a Minnesota win, but uh, that's. There's still. A, <laughs> it was still a great uh, game. Yeah. No question about that. Uh, Islanders and Devils. Uh, Islanders minus one sixty road favorites. Total five and a half shaded to the under uh, minus one twenty five. Uh, the New Jersey Devils have certainly uh, regressed a little offensively in their last few games. There's no question. Uh, they found it a little difficult to uh, find the back of the net. We'll see if they can. Uh, get their offense going here tonight against the Islanders, which is easier said than done given the way the Islanders play, play so structured, so sound uh, defensively. Uh, the Islanders definitely coming off a, a good shutout performance against the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins uh, in their last game. Uh, oddly enough, though, the Islanders in New Jersey, they played there once earlier this season. They lost that game and got shut out 2-0. And then the three meetings last year, you know, in New Jersey, I think the Islanders won them all, but all in overtime or a shootout. So that's why I lean Islanders to win the game. I think they will, but I'm a little leery of regulation. I'm leery of puck line. I'm leery of all that stuff because they've played. They've lost to New Jersey in New Jersey already once this year. And then last year in New Jersey, three straight overtime or shootout games for the Islanders in New Jersey uh, against the Devils. So the Devils seem to play this team tough, play them tight, lean Islanders, but for me, just to lean there in that direction, I'm passing on this game. Lean under as well. Uh, if I were to play the total, I'd look under. Alex, what's your thoughts here, Islanders Devils?
1: Yeah, I like I like the Islanders as a spot, and I actually like them uh, to the, the cash them on, on the puck line here. Uh, you know, like you said, they usually these two teams play each other pretty tight. But th- if you look at just their current form, uh, this Devils team's in complete disarray. Now they've got Aaron Dell going in net again as well. His numbers. Uh, have been bad for quite some time. I think this could be a spot where the Islanders really get their offense rolling again, uh, you know, and, and like I said, we know how sound they are defensively. I got Semyon Varlamov going in net tonight. So I like the this puck line here. I got it at plus 165.
2: All right, plus 165 Islanders, minus one and a half goals, plus 165 for Alex in this one. And yeah, Aaron Dell, second start of the season, Varlamov for the Islanders, but Dell, 4.19 goals against 902 state percentage. It was that game in Washington against the Capitals, uh, I think a couple of Sundays ago, he made that start. And it started out well for him. And then the Washington Capitals kind of figured him out uh, in the third period. And they just uh, lit him up in the third period and came back to win that game. So I, I'm with you. If there's one night maybe the Islanders can uh, pull away from New Jersey, it could be tonight because you're right. I've never been a the biggest fan, at least, of Farmer in the Dell uh, Aaron Dell for the uh, Devils in net tonight Jimmy what's your thoughts here Devils Islanders
3: yeah I'm liking the Islanders here too I think this is a good spot for them and yeah I was waiting for you to do the old farmer in the Dell uh you know what it's not going to be a good day on the farm for him uh it, I think this is a good spot for the Islanders and I like them in regulation sure. Ian uh so give me the Islanders to win in regulation
2: all right. Islanders in regulation minus minus one oh five. Yeah. The crops are going to turn stale. The crops are going to be just, you know, <laughs> no good throw them in the dumpster. Yeah. The, the crops on the farm are going to be uh, uh, not any good tonight for Aaron uh, uh and the devils, uh, according to Alex and Jimmy, I lean Islanders too, but I'm going to stay off. I'll let Alex and Jimmy have that, have the Islanders though, but I would, I would agree with them. If I'm playing that game, I'd look Islanders, too. Uh, Carolina and Nashville. Carolina minus 125. uh, Road favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the over in this game. I don't give a damn Carolina won an overtime game last night against Florida, and they're on a back-to-back. This is cheap. They're better than Nashville. This price is cheap. I know Nashville beat Columbus back-to-back games uh, over the weekend. Uh, Columbus is just not themselves right now. They're in a tailspin. They can't score goals right now. Carolina has dominated Nashville, especially in Nashville. They've really had a good time of it playing them here in Music City. They already won there uh, once earlier this season. I don't mind the back-to-back spot. In fact, long-term, Carolina is a good team on the second night of back-to-back games as well. Uh, They're the better team. Uh, I don't mind that it's going to be Reimer and Nat after Nadelkovic was in last night because even though Reimer's been kind of spotty lately, can't say he's uh, hands down much, 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 much worse, if at all worse, than whoever Nashville trots out there uh, in net between uh, Pekka Rinne, uh, and UC Sorrow. So again, I mean, Nashville, nice little few wins in a row. Detroit once, who cares? Columbus, okay, they're struggling. You're playing one of the better teams in the NHL right now, tonight in this Carolina team. So let's see what you're made of tonight. Like I say, whenever I'm at Nashville's in this kind of competitive price range against a team that I think is much superior to them, I'm interested betting against them. So for me, I'm on Carolina here, minus 120. Uh, Alex, how about you? Canes, Preds.
1: Yeah, I grabbed it right at the open. I was able to get 115, but I still like it here at $1.20 or $1.25. You know, Nashville is just a team, like said, pretty much close to that auto fade range right now. They just can't get anything rolling right, Uh, even though they they said the back to back wins against Columbus, but Columbus has been uh, a complete disaster as well. So, you know, unless they're playing a a team that's in a free fall kind of mode, uh, the only way you can look at a Predators game would be fading them. Or passing it, so I'm going to fade them tonight and ride Carolina.
2: Yeah, you look at their schedule too. They got dummied by Tampa Bay uh, in every game. You know, the, the, they had one good win against a really good team, Florida, and it was the mother of all luckiest shit wins. You know, they were down two goals in the final two minutes. They were dead to rights in that hockey game. They miraculously tied it late. They got a BS penalty that went against Florida. That that's, it was that game. Coach Q fucked up. He, he challenged something he shouldn't have. And he he paid the price for it. It gave Nashville a power play. That's what got them going and got that game tied. And and next thing you know, uh, they lose in overtime. That's really the best win on the board for Nashville. And it was a lucky as all get out win uh, for the Predators in that game. Other than that, they have failed miserably against upper tier foes, upper echelon foes uh, here in the NHL. And, And I'm more than happy to fade them against an upper tier team once again tonight. Jimmy, what about you here? Carolina, Nashville.
3: I'm passing on this one, guys. I just don't have a feel. I I, I would lean Carolina, but I'm a little worried, maybe a little let down after that emotional win last night. Um, but we'll see. I, I'm, but I'm going to pass.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. That's, that's that's okay that Ian said the F word, DX Fowler. It's allowed on this show. It goes, <laughs> uh, anything goes here on these uh, shows. So, yeah, sometimes when I'm uh, fired up about a certain team or subject, yeah, you'll, you'll get one from me every now and then. Tampa Bay oh, and that's... Dallas, final game.
3: Yeah, Jimmy, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it it sounded more like fudge to me. You didn't say I didn't hear anything bad.
2: Of course, yeah, fudge. (laughs) That's all. You know, some people, there's someone I know that was a high school teacher of mine, and, uh, you know, he wanted to say son of a bitch, and he didn't want to do that in front of the crowd or in front of the students uh, in the classroom. He always said, ah, son of a biscuit. You know, we'd always say that
3: so
2: <laughs> kind of asking it. But, uh, yeah. Uh, interesting uh, to see how Carolina goes to You're right. I mean, it's yeah, a pretty intense series against Florida. That does worry me a little bit, but I don't know. I'm, I still look at this as a price that minus 120 for Carolina against Nashville when Carolina to me is the superior team. So I would still go with that, even though you could argue the situation ain't the greatest for the hurricanes tonight, Tampa Bay and Dallas, uh, Tampa Bay, minus 180 uh, road favorites here. Total five and a half shaded to the under uh, in this game. Um, you know, Jimmy's we another we got to give Jimmy credit. He made a couple of good observations on the show yesterday. And th- the one he made about Colorado San Jose was spot on. He said that looked fishy, that looked that that game did just something didn't look right, didn't smell right, didn't feel yeah. right about Colorado going into that game. And sure enough, they lose six two. Now, of course, it doesn't help that at the last minute we find out that Kale McCar's out still and Bowen Byram's out, and that's like two of their best defensemen, even though the one kid is only 19 years old. And that defense looked like a a disaster without those two guys last night, to be honest with you. Uh, So that's something to monitor moving forward with Colorado. But you're right. You said something didn't feel right about laying that kind of price with Colorado. This is the way I kind of feel tonight about Tampa Bay, believe it or not, in this game against Dallas. Dallas has not given you any indication to want to back them. None whatsoever. And I, there's no way in hell I'm on Dallas tonight. Of course not. But am I rushing to take Tampa either regulation line or puck line or certainly not money line at minus 180? But I'm I'm really not because they've played a bunch of big games in a row now. You know they've played Florida a bunch of times. They've played Carolina a bunch of times. Teams they're battling with neck and neck for you know division superiority. You've already beaten the the snot out of Dallas a couple of times this year already in Tampa. Now you got to go on the road to Dallas, and you've already beaten them pretty good a couple of times. I worry about flat spot, clunker spot here for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Not saying they'll have it, but I kind of worry about that this could be one of those spots where Tampa Bay just has a poor game. Uh, And Dallas, to me, this is like a Stanley Cup-type game for them. They need to get off the schneid. They've already lost to Tampa. They're sick of losing to Tampa at this point. They're sick of it. They lost in the Stanley Cup final. They lost a couple already this year in Tampa. So I think you get it. Whatever A effort you get out of Dallas, you'll get it tonight. But will it be enough to win? I'm still not ready to bet on it. That's for damn sure. So it's a pass for me. Staying clear of this game. Probably stays under if Dallas's offensive woes continue. And again, with the guys they've had out of the lineup lately, uh, you can tell that offense is sputtering. Rick Bonus has said we're not ourselves. I think the COVID shutdown took a lot out of them without Sagan and Ragalov to your better pieces offensively it's been a hard time scoring goals for this Dallas team but uh, uh we'll see it's just a spot that i'm a little worried about in the pit of my gut tonight for uh the Tampa Bay Lightning Alex what's your take here lightning and stars
1: yeah well, i, I like uh, tampa here in regulation i grabbed them at minus a dollar 5 except, you know i thought we were going to see some effort from dallas and this, this being the first meeting uh since the Stanley Cup final and they just got completely shelled 5 nothing it, you know, it doesn't matter who they play right now. Like I said, they're in their own heads. Uh, you know, you had the COVID shutdown. You had, of course, the power outage shutdown that had postponed some games as well. So they haven't been able to find any consistency. Uh, you know, it's already hard enough when you have a team that makes it all the way to a cup final, you know, to have, you know, a, a hot start. But when you have all these kind of, you know, lagging, uh, you know, delays in the season, that just makes things a lot worse. So, uh, you know, Tampa Bay has been playing very well. Vasilevsky has been outstanding in that. I don't see where they lose this game. So. Uh, I like Tampa Bay Regulation. All right. right. Tampa Bay Regulation minus 105. Yeah. One of our
2: um, regular viewers in the chat, uh, DX File, are saying Lightning or Blue Jackets? One of them is going down tonight. Well, look at last night. We had some big favorites go down Colorado. We had Calgary uh, go down uh, last night to defeat. Uh, almost had Vegas go down to defeat last night against Minnesota. So uh, there were a few last night that uh, big dogs that ended up uh, barking. Uh, when it was all said and done. Jimmy, what's your thoughts here with Tampa Bay-Dallas?
3: Well, I'll go back to what you were saying. I mean, they got to be looking at it like, all right, you know, it, it's Tampa, Tampa's had enough. They keep beating us. They beat us in the final. They keep beating us now. You know, it kind of reminds me of the old Herb Brooks speech. I'm sick and tired of hearing about the Soviets. So I'm sick and tired of hearing about the lightning. That's that's what Rick Bonus has got to be saying right now. Their time is over. Your time is now. Give me the Dallas Stars in regulation. That's what I want.
2: There we go. All right. Dallas in regulation for Jimmy, which has got to be a great price. Yeah, plus 230. There you go. Dallas Stars in regulation going for that big there plus you, price tag uh, with the Stars. Yeah, I think it's a great spot for Dallas, but spots don't by themselves uh, determine victories. So exactly. uh, that's the question mark. you got, you got to bring the performance, and we just haven't seen that uh, much lately from uh, the Dallas Stars, especially on the offensive side of the puck. All right, great, great discussion. Great analysis, uh, Tuesday a card in the books in terms of the uh, breakdowns of the games. We'll get to best bets in just a second. Before we do, a couple things. Before um, Patreon.com slash Uh, We're going to be having a daily card. All our plays daily is, are posted there on Patreon for the subscribers and the members there, which is just $10 a month. Alex has his goalie charts posted there starting either later this week or definitely by next week, I'm going to be starting to post my game preview articles that I had done for another website. I'm going to be starting to provide those on the Patreon page exclusively as well. Uh, Great information. I use a lot of stats, a lot of, you know, trends and angles and situations in those write-ups. So you'll enjoy that and get some good info from those. So if you're interested, patreon.com slash ice guys, also we're planning on making some announcements in the short term in the near future about some live NHL betting shows that we're going to be doing, we're going to do, I think, maybe one or two this month, although it won't be as many because of the tournament and just how much time it takes up uh, for uh, for me in particular because I, I'm, I'm handicapping college basketball a lot. Uh, but once we get into April, beyond the tournament, and then into May when the playoffs start, we plan on hopefully doing live NHL betting shows right here on the YouTube channel for the Ice Guys You know, at least once a week moving forward. Uh, At night, we'll pick a night, you know, a night where there's some great action, a lot of games, and we'll do some live betting. We'll give you a discussion. We'll watch the games. We'll give you our observations, you know, as the games are going on, our live bets. Uh, It'll be a lot of fun. We'll really start to ramp that up in April. Uh, We are definitely excited to be bringing you that. So uh, stay tuned for that. And before we get to best bets, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, uh, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN. You'll get sign-up bonuses, you get insider-exclusive deals by using and, and downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, signing up for that account by using the promo code THPN. So make sure you get on top of that if you haven't already. All right, best bets for this Tuesday card. Alex, we'll begin with you. What do you got for best bet?
1: Yeah, we'll go with the New York Islanders puck line, uh, plus 165, laying a, a goal and a half. This is a New Jersey team that just seems to be uh, going nowhere but down. Uh, and like they can't trust Aaron Dell to you know string together a bunch of saves. And I think this is the Islanders team, this would be a good uh, test for them to not only get their defense solidified, but obviously get their offense rolling uh, you know, in, in a good fashion as well. So Islanders puck line is my best bet.
2: All right. Islanders puck line minus one and a half, uh, plus 165 uh, for Alex B. Smith uh, against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Jimmy Murphy, what do you got for best bet?
3: Guys, I'm going to go with the under in that Canadiens-Senators game is my best bet tonight.
2: All right, Ottawa-Montreal under 6.5, minus 115, best bet for Jimmy. Mine is going to be Winnipeg, uh, minus 115 against uh, Vancouver. Cheap price, bounce-back spot for the Jets. They're 7-0, and perfect, off a loss this season. I I think that streak continues tonight. Winnipeg, minus 115 against Vancouver for my – best bet on this Tuesday card looking for four in a row best bet winners for me so hopefully we can deliver uh with that uh, on this Tuesday NHL card great stuff guys great show thanks to everyone for tuning in and a reminder again if you can't watch live on YouTube daily you can download the Ice Guys show in audio podcast form uh, each and every day and listen to us on the go Uh, For Alex B. Smith and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Wednesday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.